0: We are pleased to present born the battle a podcast brought to you by the department of veteran affairs i'm your host air force veteran pablo meza it's tuesday may 2nd 2023 and we're excited to present an episode about the national disabled veterans winter sports clinic so this episode was originally recorded a few weeks ago but we decided to push it back so we could cover the national disabled veterans golf clinic which was accepting applications at that time but now we're back to explore the winter sports clinic It's an annual event that brings together disabled veterans from all over the country and promotes active lifestyles, health and rehabilitation for veterans of all ages, including those who are wheelchair bound or disabled. Thanks to the support of organizations like DAV, Disabled American Veterans and others, the Winter Sports Clinic has helped many disabled veterans find hope and embrace new adventures. At the Winter Sports Clinic, there are a lot of activities for all vets, including skiing, snowboarding and other adaptive sports. With that said, here's our episode on the National Disabled Veterans Winter Sports Clinic and the veterans that participate in it. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to Born in the Battle, Jason. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, we're very excited to have you on. Uh, but before we jump into the topic, can you just give us a, a quick rundown of, uh, of your background uh, and of the project that you're currently working on? Great, thanks for having me on,
1: Pablo. Um, So I moonlight once a year at this time as the communications director for the National Disabled Veterans Winter Sports Clinic, which is why I'm in Snowmass, Colorado this week. Full-time, I am the chief communications officer for the VA Rocky Mountain Network, which is uh, all the healthcare VA provides in the the five-state region of Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, and Oklahoma. Uh, I'm a 20-year U.S. Army veteran, uh, served as an intelligence officer, uh, had the opportunity to deploy lots of locations and stateside as well, uh, and then joined the VA about uh, six years ago and have been uh, just enjoying what I'm doing ever since. And so this week, we're here at the Winter Sports Clinic, which is where we bring about 300 to 400 veterans, disabled veterans from across the country Uh, to this event, which is co-sponsored by uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs, as well as DAV, Disabled American Veterans.
0: Awesome, awesome, thank you. Very impressive, uh, and thank you for your service. Um, So I guess the first question that I wanna ask is, um, can you walk us through the process of how a disabled veteran can participate Mm -hmm. in the National Veterans Winter Sports Clinic? And uh, if there's any eligibility criteria uh, and what kind of support or resources are available to help veterans prepare for the event
1: yeah so this event is for our profoundly disabled veterans uh, from across the country so so first and foremost uh, any veteran any disabled veteran that's hence the name of the, the the clinic the national disabled veterans winter sports clinic um, is uh, you have to have a disability of some sort so but before we get to that uh the 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 veteran needs to be enrolled in VA healthcare. That's the the first eligibility criteria. Is you're receiving your healthcare uh, through the VA, you're participating in uh, the, the healthcare that's offered there and the recreational therapy program at that particular VA medical center or VAMC across the country. Uh, so for today or this week, we have. Uh, veterans from 42 different states, representing about 80 different VA medical centers or outlying clinics uh, in in across the country, and what they uh, they do is that you need to work with your recreational therapist, uh, the program that they have offered at those VAMCs, so that they can identify if if the winter sports clinic or any of the other uh, adaptive sports programs or national programs across the country are appropriate for you. Um, and you know, we're here as a national level program, kind of a big deal, a big event, actually the 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 world leader in in a winter adaptive sports event, but there are also recreational therapy opportunities available at your local facilities in in different capacities. So, so for, for participating here uh each each year, um you go through those kind of procedures to make sure that this is the right type of rehabilitation. For your particular uh, situation, and when I talk about um, disabilities, we're looking at those you know with profound disabilities, vision impairment, spinal cord injuries, amputations, traumatic brain injuries, all those sorts of things are what describe the the people, the participants that are here this week and and how they're using this program
0: as a part of their continuum of care and recovery, you know when you're talking about this the first question that came to mind was um, do these veterans need to have any kind of background in uh, in some of these sports or is this something that they're going to be kind of uh, learning or or developing while they're there yeah so as a part of a a therapy program a therapeutic
1: uh, program no they don't and in fact this this could be the beginning or this could be the pinnacle Um, of of part of their recovery so um, we had yesterday uh, I was talking with Lauren Arduzer uh, a US Air Force active duty actually when we have a couple of those here but also a veteran who receives her health care at the st. Louis VA Medical Center she's never skied before in her life uh, yet she has a spinal cord injury so this is her first time uh, skiing uh, and I was with her yesterday going down the mountain um so no experience whatsoever but she's got the attitude uh of a uh, a gold medal olympic winner and so this was a great part f- uh, of opportunity for her on the flip side i also uh, rode up the chairlift with um tony drees who is had his had his leg amputated and now he's an actual ski instructor so you got two ends of the con- continuum here um tony Uh, has had 75 surgeries uh, on his body for his amputation. Um, But yet he's out here this week now as a, he's skiing black diamonds, uh, which are the most uh, difficult ski runs that are out there. While Lauren, our 22 year old Air Force veteran is just going down a green circle, the beginner slopes for the first time. So no abilities needed, we cover it all. We have outstanding ski instructors that can take you from being a novice to an expert in whatever way you're going to be heading down the mountain as just one part of the clinic. Um,
0: can you just dive into the, the history of the National Disabled you know, Veterans Winter Sports Clinic and how it started at the, at the VA? Yeah, yeah. Back in the
1: In the early 80s, the clinic founder and former director uh, Sandy Trombetta, a rec therapist from the Grand Junction, VA Medical Center, Grand Junction's on the western side of the state of Colorado. Um, He took some uh, of the uh, veterans there getting rec therapy uh, to a nearby ski resort um, that provided, and that provided uh, physical and mental healing Uh, in a winter recreation environment. So finally, uh, in 1987, uh, wanting to expand the recreational opportunities for disabled service members, uh, the VA joined Trombetta in creating what we now know as the National Disabled Veterans Winter Sports Clinic. Uh, And the event kicked off with about 90 veterans who were eager to learn how to ski with adaptive ski equipment. And he had about 20 staff members who help them participate in a variety of adaptive activities and workshops. So while we're here at a ski resort, Aspen Snowmass, here in Colorado, and downhill um, or alpine skiing is the focus. We offer a slew of other activities. We offer Nordic skiing, which is cross-country, sled hockey, um, fly fishing. We have a uh, we have a rock climbing wall out here. So there's lots of recreational therapy types of things. So um, and so. With the history of the clinic, the program's popularity grew, uh, and in 1991, uh, Disabled American Veterans or DAV joined us as a co-sponsor of the event, and they've been an outstanding partner ever since. And now, this year, we're in our 37th year uh, conducting the clinic, and it's just been outstanding. The results that we've had for the veterans uh, who are a part of this, and it takes it takes a whole group of people. So we have about 300 veterans out here. We have about 500 volunteers and about 200 sponsors who work all together to make this just a tremendous
0: one week event every year in the spring. Wow. wow, that's that's amazing. That is amazing. Can you talk about the logistics of the clinic and uh you know maybe how veterans are selected to participate, uh where they stay during the during the event and uh how the activities are organized?
1: Yeah, so the the logistics of the event actually, you know, as soon as we finish here on Friday, uh, we'll take about a month off from planning, and then come May, we'll begin planning for next year. So it it takes a, a long time to plan uh, because there's a lot that goes on. Uh, so uh, we work with, uh, as I said, our our co presenter DAV. Uh, they they hone in on the the financial aspect of bringing in sponsors who care about what we're doing, who care about the mission, who care about serving our veteran community, especially our disabled veteran community. and And so they handle much of that aspect of things. From the VA side, we have a series of committees uh, who are uh, involved in in planning and getting it ready. So we have a orthopedic and uh, prosthetics group that focuses on, do we have the right equipment uh, for the number of veterans for their types of disabilities that they have? We have a medical team. We set up like the largest sick call uh, outside of a DOD facility uh, around and set that up in a, in a hotel room. We have a lodging group that, that was responsible for making sure that we have enough lodging. As I said, I just named off all those numbers. There's about 1,000 to 1,200 people who descend upon uh, the resort of Aspen while ski season is still going on? So lots of coordination going on there, and then to accommodate many of our participants who are in wheelchairs. You know, you don't necessarily associate a bunch of wheelchairs uh, at a ski resort, but uh, we work to make sure those accommodations are there, that they have mobility um, and access anywhere that they need to go. Uh, we have a food and beverage committee, and they help plan those kinds of things. So all those things are involved, and then and then. You know the things like having united airlines as one of our our premier sponsors and the accommodations that they provide because as i i said prior you know we're coming from 42 different states to get here many of them are flying here and having a bunch of wheelchairs uh, on an airplane uh, they have to take seats out they make adjustments Uh, we have all kinds of people but united airlines is able to help out make those arrangements offer a lot of in-kind support through reduced fares or free uh, to get the people here. So lots of planning that goes on to make this a successful event here uh, every year.
0: Awesome. And uh, did you mention how the veterans are selected? Is there a, you know? Yeah. So the, As I said before, we were talking about the
1: eligibility criteria. So you're receiving your health care and then working with recreational therapists. um, They help identify if this is appropriate. Um, This is a clinic. It's not a competition. Uh, We're not trying to win anything here. This is a rehabilitation event. So so we look um, to work with veterans who are trying to improve their care. And and become more independent and have full um, uh, as normal lives as possible despite their disability. Uh, So, in talking with uh, their recreational therapists, it's it's a two way conversation. Um, Someone might I I heard uh, uh, a gentleman the other day from the Sacramento, California area who who told me about how he heard about this clinic from a colleague of his at a different VA medical center and 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 said, I'd like to try skiing, and this was 30 years ago, excuse me, 20 years ago, and so he learned about it, talked to his rec therapist, and they determined that, yeah, this is an appropriate thing for you to, uh, for, your, for your care, your health care. Um, there's others where they've, uh, they've been a part of physical therapy at their uh, local VA medical center, and they say, hey, you know what, we're ready to go next level on your physical therapy and your recovery. What would you think, about going down a ski run, even though you have a spinal cord injury. Do you think you'd be willing to try something like that? And we work with them to encourage them because it's an appropriate way for them to move to the next level and for them to have active, healthy lifestyles. So that's how they become eligible. It's a two-way conversation as a part of their clinical care.
0: Going back to the story about the, the person who started off and then eventually became an instructor, you know i I feel like a lot of these uh, veterans uh, that are going to the clinic really develop these skills. is there uh, any uh is can you share some examples of veterans who have gone on to achieve like greatness maybe in uh you know as paralympic athletes uh, after participating in the clinic
1: yeah so uh, well that's not the focus of what we're doing we We have had several Paralympic athletes participated, not necessarily in winter recreation, uh, winter uh, sports. Oh. So, one that comes to mind is Orlando Perez. He receives his healthcare at our uh, Salt Lake City VA Medical Center. Uh, he's uh, was actually a member of Puerto Rico's first Winter Paralympics team, um, and he's been able to receive his care there and represent Puerto Rico uh, in the Paralympics. Uh, Another gentleman that comes to mind is Pat Ward. He's a U.S. Navy veteran, um, and he was on the, uh, the USA 2022 World, uh, he was a, a USA World Rowing Indoor Champion. Um, he participated in, uh, he's participating this year in his eighth winter sports clinic. Um, another example, Terry, uh, she goes by Scooter, Terry Scooter Hayes, uh, she started wheelchair fencing at the young age of 58 years old. Uh, And by 63 years old, she was competing in the 2020 Tokyo Paralympic Games for Team USA. So these are the kinds of people uh, that come here. Uh, So Orlando is the one I mentioned um, actually does um, alpine skiing or downhill skiing, but these others are other examples of Paralympic athletes. The people that come here uh, are contagious uh, in their attitude, their perseverance, their tenacity as they uh, sh- lead by example in some of the things that they're doing. Um, and so that's how we see uh, some examples and in they're inspiring to their, uh, the other uh, veterans who are here uh, and maybe
0: a little bit timid the first time they, they come through. You know, talking talk about inspiring, can you share like a heartwarming story uh, of a veteran that experienced kind of a miracle on, on a mountainside, something that, that really touched your heart? <sighs> Yeah, um, last year,
1: I met uh, Ryan Garza, and Ryan was born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Ryan served in the U.S. Marine Corps. Uh, If I recall, he did four tours in Helmand Province, Afghanistan, um, and it was on that fourth tour that he suffered a life-changing wound. In 2011, Lance Corporal Garza's truck drove over an improvised explosive device or an IED uh, severely injuring his right leg and doctors as Ryan told me doctors tried for years not months years to save Ryan's leg um, however he was the one who eventually made the decision to amputate it in 2015 um, and Ryan was out here at the winter sports clinic and um, but he had shared with me how he went on to deal with thoughts of, of suicide, of depression, of hopelessness. Uh, and he was spiraling downhill for a couple of years. He had alcohol addiction, anger issues, uh, those sorts of things. And then to cap it all off, in 2016, he witnessed one of his fellow Marines take his own life. And at that point, Ryan knew things had to change. Um, and so that Thanksgiving, he decided to give some food to the homeless uh just as a way of trying to change things and what that did was that sparked a new hope where he decided to make a lifestyle adjustment so ryan receives his health care in colorado springs which is where i live um, and he continues to push his mental and his athletic boundaries and so as i said brian joined us at the winter sports clinic last year for the first time and while there he uh, he had done a little bit of snowboarding as a part of his recreational therapy at his local facility, as as I mentioned before. But now he, they brought him up to Snowmass, um, where he was able to improve his snowboarding skills. He had the opportunity to gather with a couple of hundred other severely disabled veterans, people that looked just like Ryan um, and participate in all those different adaptive sports to share in camaraderie, uh, to experience... Uh, continued hope out here at an altitude of of eight thousand feet above sea level, and his story—he was just—it's it, just miraculous. He shared how he he gets on the snowboard and the feel uh, and the, the sound of the snow uh, grinding underneath the snowboard when he makes the turns and feels the wind rushing at his face. He said that it was—it's just awesome, and he he wasn't able to make it back this year, but he's planning to come back next year, and it's those kinds of things that give him hope. And serve as um, um, an example for the people that are around him and that's the kind of stuff that's
0: happening in here this week and all throughout the year Wow that's that's a that's a really great story um, you know as, as you were talking about this uh, unfortunately uh, I've recently lost a, a fellow brother-in-arms to uh, to suicide um, you know, and this is a good opportunity to talk about the veterans crisis line if you or any veterans uh, that, that you know uh, need uh, support uh, this is confidential 24 7 and all you have to do is dial 988 then press 1 uh, but, but yes this these are stories that are not few and far between these are stories that uh, you know affect all of us and, and we should definitely be looking out for each other and it, it just it goes to show that uh, you know, the VA is doing a lot of stuff to, to make sure uh, to bring rehabilitation as much as possible to all the veterans. Uh, to move on, you, you mentioned a little while ago that this is uh, the, the, the Winter Clinic, but that there's other clinics. Can you just briefly touch on that? Yeah. So the, the, um, the Winter Sports
1: Clinic is one of actually seven programs, but oh, wow. six national programs that happen, uh, that occur and are hosted by the Department of Veterans Affairs. So I'll just kinda uh, run down uh, for you a few of them. So uh, this is the first one every year, every year occurs in March. Uh, We also have the National Veterans Creative Arts Festival um, where uh, you become eligible by participating in some form of creative arts uh, at your local facility and then you can move on. Um, That's more of a a actual competition, um, whether it's uh, songwriting or, graphic design painting um, art crafts anything like that Uh, another uh, event are the national veterans golden age games so those veterans who are i believe it's 50 it might be 55 uh, around my age um, that get to participate in in games and and to push uh, a healthy whole health active lifestyle for those who are a little older a little more seasoned in life Um, there's The National Veterans Summer Sports Clinic, which occurs every summer in San Diego, California area, another great event where they're doing similar types of things. And again, this one's called, that's called a clinic. So it's very much focused on, hey, getting people out on a surfboard or doing uh, summer sports types of activities. Um, The very popular uh, is the National Veterans Wheelchair Games. Um, And the... uh, Nearly every single participant is wheelchair bound, uh, and they take you through a series of activities. I had a chance to volunteer for that several years ago, um, whether it's playing wheelchair, basketball, sit, volleyball, going through a wheelchair obstacle course, um, softball. Uh, it was amazing. I was an umpire for wheelchair softball, and these guys are super ultra competitive. Let me just tell you. Um, so that's another one. and then the last time the last major event. That kind of rounds out things is the national disabled veterans golf clinic where uh, they help them uh, and that occurs in iowa city every year in the fall and september time frame and helping them uh through uh through golf and a few other associated activities to for their rehabilitation and then lastly there's the uh there's the throwdown which is more of a virtual event uh where you you do various sporting activities uh and then they share them uh, via video about what they're doing so all kinds of programs hosted uh, by the VA. And we usually have a VSO or a Veterans uh, Service Organization co-partner, uh, co-presenter. So whether it's Paralyzed Veterans of America, Wounded Warrior Project, uh, and so forth. So lots of different opportunities
0: for these national level events. Wow, wow, that's, that's very impressive. Um, so what advice would you give disabled veterans who are hesitant to try adaptive sports? Um, I'm an
1: able-bodied person, uh, so I can't begin to imagine uh, some of the things that that they've experienced, some of the challenges that they may have, and so forth. But for the ones that I interact with here, especially this one week out of the year, uh, what I hear from them, the testimony that I hear from them is that you just got to take the step um, and take a risk to get better. Uh, I remember talking to a rec therapist and one of the things that they say as a part of their rec therapy program is, is just traveling is a big deal um, because it's scary. You know, what, what what am I going to encounter? So I would recommend that they take, you know, intermittent baby steps, if you will, to move beyond their disability um, and to go to the boundary of what they, Um, perceive are the boundaries, but realize that through a team approach, through help with your rec therapist, your caregiver, um, these supporters that are all around you, you can um, experience kind of next level recovery. So that would be my advice is is just to, to take a risk with your rec therapist to go and try something new, try something you didn't think you would be able to do it because we provide a safe environment now i'm not going to say there wasn't a little bloodshed on the mountain when when some of these veterans (laughs) crashed and burned just like all of us but they pop up out of that they get their prosthetic adjusted we make some adjustments and and they actually want to get back out there and i hear about you know someone was telling me how they were doing sled hockey and and he said you know, uh, he was uh, uh, an amputee, and he said, "My, I'm so sore on this side, but I can't wait to get back out there tomorrow and try it again and do better." And so, my advice, yes, is take a risk, work with your rec therapist, try to push beyond what you think are your perceived
0: boundaries. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just from talking to you, uh, you know, right now, it just it shows that you know you really are passionate about this uh this this project, this clinic. Uh, you know, what do you consider the most rewarding part of this job for you or this project? Uh and what keeps you motivated to continue this important work, you know, year after year?
1: What really motivates and inspires me are these participants who are out here. Um, you know, as I said, I'm a I'm an able-bodied person. Uh I don't have the uh, some of the, the restrictions maybe that, that some of our veteran, disabled veteran participants do, but we really focus in on, uh, the abilities that they do have, um, not disabilities. And so what inspires me is seeing their attitude, um, them talking trash to each other, uh, while they're out on the slopes. Um, and just the passion that they have, uh, to, to overcome their injuries. Um, Lauren Arduzer, I think I shared briefly before about her. So she's been such an inspiration for me this year. Um, About a year, less than a year ago, she was in an auto accident in Texas. She's a Russian linguist in the Air Force. Broke every uh, limb in her body, broke her back, was put in a medically induced coma by doctors, and told that she likely wouldn't live, and definitely wouldn't walk again. Um, but Lauren has overcome and continues to fight and push those boundaries that I talked about earlier. Um, she has since um, all of her limbs uh, are, are healed, but she still has a spinal cord injury. Um, she's still wheelchair bound, but she says, I don't want to be a part of the 1% that give up. uh uh, that don't overcome i i want to be uh someone who reaches new boundaries despite my limitations and so i've been able to kind of follow her story of recovery and so she's out here this week um and skied for the first time um and but what really impressed me most and this is the example of of what kind of drives me is i saw a picture of lauren wearing her air force uniform and it took her two hours to put on her uniform unassisted, the first time she tried after her accident. And now she's down to a whopping 30 minutes. But just the fact that it takes her that long, that she's so driven to, to have as an independent lifestyle as possible, that's the kind of stuff that motivates me. And that's just one example of the 300 plus veterans who are out here who say I'm not going to be bound uh, by these, these limitations. I'm going to push forward and lift life to the fullest. And those are the kinds of things that inspire me, And that's why this is the best
0: week uh, out of the year of my job working for the VA. Just here to talk about this and, and, and actually working at the VA, it makes me really, really proud of what we're doing. Uh, you know, obviously, the VA is huge. Uh, and there's different uh, there's different offices and, and different uh, resources that we offer. Uh, so just understanding uh, and getting to know a little bit more about uh, this winter sports clinic uh, really makes me proud as a veteran and as, as a VA employee. Um, you know, before we go, I, I would like to give you uh, the opportunity to uh, just kind of uh, go over some ways that veterans can connect with. Uh, the the winter sports clinic team or how you know what 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 are the steps uh you know from like their phone or uh you know from the computer that they need to take or, you know numbers they need to call can you just kind of briefly go over that yeah so uh, the best way to connect with what's happening with the
1: winter sports clinic is go to our website wintersportsclinic.org uh, it's a website where we have all kinds of information about the event So whether you wanna be a participant, a disabled veteran participant shows you uh, what to do. It gives you, there's some videos on there. There's some stories of participants. You can get all the information you need uh, about the program on that website, wintersportsclinic.org. If you wanna be a volunteer, which we're always looking for volunteers, there's a tab on on the website as well, shows you all the different committees, the teams that we have. Everything from someone who helps, you know, serve up eggs at breakfast to someone who drives a bus to someone who can repair a wheelchair to obviously uh, people who are skilled as ski instructors and so forth. But there's ways to volunteer there. I will share this is one of the most competitive jobs, volunteer jobs in all of VA. So uh, you might have to wait a few years because everybody's fighting to be a volunteer at this event event, because it's so spectacular. If you want to be a sponsor, there's a tab on there as well. Uh, Everybody from um, Gigatech to United Airlines to the Elks, um, all different kinds of groups uh, sponsoring with volunteer hours um, through financial donations or in-kind contributions. Uh, You know, this year, Smartwool uh, is a sock brand uh, apparel. They donated a bunch of of socks to our our, uh, disabled veterans, to United Airlines, as I said before, giving tickets. So those are, everything you need to know is right there on the website. Talking to your local rec therapist is a fantastic way as well. And then on social media, you can follow the handle at sports for the number four vets. Um, And at DAV headquarters, they're our our, uh, VSO sponsor. And then, as always, uh, our hashtag Winter Sports Clinic uh, will tie you in across the web to everything that we're doing, whether it's our Twitter handle or a YouTube video uh, about what's going on. Those are all the ways to stay in touch with what's happening.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome! Thank you, Jason. Uh, you know, I just want to add to the, very, the most important thing: please enroll. Please enroll. That that's what Jason said in the beginning. That's the first one of the first criteria. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, if this is something that can benefit, uh, you as a veteran or a veteran in your, in your life, uh, you know, please go into, uh, into the, the information that Jason just shared. We'll definitely have this information on the blog, uh, for this episode. And, uh, and we'll also have it under our social media, uh, post. So, uh thank you jason for taking time uh today i know you you have a busy week going on but definitely uh, uh i want to give my thanks as a veteran uh and also as as your colleague here at the va this is really awesome stuff and, and it was a pleasure talking to you
1: thank you pablo thanks for helping uh, helping us get the word out about the winter sports clinic and as we say in the skiing community uh go out there and shred the gnar awesome awesome thank you very much
0: that was a great episode, but before we wrap up, I want to encourage my brothers and sisters in arms to get enrolled and get access to VA healthcare. Care for service-connected disabilities, mental health care, and preventative care are all part of the VA healthcare system. Enrollment is easy and can be done online or by contacting a local veteran service organization or get in touch with our health eligibility center at 877-222-8387. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. Eastern Time.